Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome, everyone, to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, my friend, Sophia. Welcome, Sophia, to the podcast. So glad to have you. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you so much for having me, Morgan. Yes, it's a pleasure. It's not too often that I get to have someone who I know in real life who's an actual friend come on the podcast, and I know that you can add so much value by sharing your experience. So excited to have you. I do want to tell the audience just a little bit about you. Um, first off, you can connect with her on Instagram um, at the Sophia Rising. Um, and you'll see that she helps entrepreneurs rise and lead for depth of fulfillment and freedom with authentic innovation. I love that. Um, Sophia is so good at making business and life easy and joyful. That's that's what I would say. Like She's such a gift to the entrepreneur world. So if you have that interest, highly recommend checking her out. Um, and you, you also, Sophia, have so much experience in relationships and your own personal development. So 
I know we're going to have a great conversation. I'm excited to, to jump in. Yes, I'm excited to deep dive, to get vulnerable and to be just transparent and real about some interesting and heavy learning filled relationship and life experiences. Yeah, yeah. So Sophia and I, we we met through an entrepreneur mastermind. And I remember I saw you from across the room and I was like, this girl is in athleisure wear at an event and she's got a leather jacket on and she looks so cool. And I want to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I love it. Yeah. I think everyone feels they need to wear like suits and heels. And that day I was like, nope, (laughs) we're being comfortable. Yeah. Show up in the leggings. No, but um, I, I definitely think like we meet certain people at certain times in our life and it was really important for us to connect when we did in the circle of people that were there. Um, and when I met you, you were going through a lot of relationship growth and learning. Um, I don't know if that's the best place to start, but I would love to just kind of hear, I guess like fill us in on like the last couple of years and like where you are now, just tell us all the things. Of course. Okay. Well, yeah, when we first met, it was great to meet you. And right away, I feel like we connected and I was like, this is, this girl's like my big sister, (laughs) like just instant connection, trust, love. Um, But I would say relationally, I've had this habit, this pattern of always being in relationships. I've always been that person who's like, can't stay single for the life of me. (laughs) So currently, like I've never been single longer than I have been right now. But when we met, I was actually engaged and I've been engaged twice. Um, So yeah, I was in like a really long-term relationship. We were together for five years and this is where it's a juicy, funny and weird story. Um, I'd say three years into our relationship, we actually ended up separating for probably four or five months. During that time, I met someone else and all the red flags that I ignored were there. But I went off with this guy. He proposed to me within like two weeks of me being there in person. And he isolated me from everybody. (laughs) Hindsight 2020, but... At the time, I thought I was looking for the good in people because that's what I always do. I'm very empathic. And he told me all these things that he knew I wanted to hear. And I take full responsibility for like being in a space where I attracted that into my life. Um, But after a couple months in that situation, thankfully, I got to the root of why I was there and it wasn't actually based in the right reasons. And I was able to leave, but yeah, it turned out that he was probably way, way, way older than he told me he was. He had been married and had kids that were close to my age. It was just a really weird story and situation. So yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of other (laughs) experiences relationally too. No, I I actually so appreciate you sharing that. And I think a lot of people can relate that I think I was actually thinking about this last night because I was watching the ultimatum on Netflix. Have you seen that? I don't know, but 
Yeah, I just watched the trailer. It looks juicy. Okay. It looks good. But the thing is, is that oftentimes, sometimes we will go to a different relationship to try to resolve the things that are in our current relationship. And, and so many of us end up in those triangle dynamics. I myself did that over and over. Um, and what we realize is we kind of take ourselves with us wherever we go and we take our relationship stuff with us and just starting another relationship doesn't, doesn't actually serve us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. That's exactly what happened with me though. I had a pattern of codependency and looking for a man to give me the feelings that I wanted and to create the life I wanted, which was ironic considering I was able to start my own businesses and create my own life in that way. Like I wanted but then I was still giving away power in every other area. Well, not every area, but lots of areas. And it wasn't until I took a look at myself, an honest look in the mirror at what was going on, that I was able to change that and get to the root of it and shift that. So, yeah. And for you, when you think about kind of some of your patterns in relationships and the codependency. And I know you and I talked about anxious attachment style or fearful avoidant. Some of those patterns, have you developed insight into the root of that and kind of where, where you think it came from, from childhood? Have you been doing that work yourself? Yeah, I have done quite a bit of reflecting and different modalities of therapies to become more aware of where it came from and healing it and everything. So I feel like I'm fearful avoidant as an attachment style. So the most fun of them all, the one that's more complicated, I feel like to work with because it's both um, anxious and avoidant um, because I crave affection and I crave love and connection, but I also want to avoid it and run away. So it's like, I avoid being fully seen because I don't think I'll actually be loved if I'm fully seen, like I'll be rejected and unwanted. Um, But then I feel like a deep need to connect simultaneously. So I would say it comes from a combination of different things. First, like growing up with my parents and their relationship. Um, I would say that my dad was always like, joking and my mom would always get really defensive and she would just go and retreat so I think she was very avoidant um so I think just kind of witnessing the way that they interacted is where I learned relationship and then I'm guessing specific traumas I'm not guessing I know (laughs) the traumas I've been through like sexual abuse emotional abuse both from men and in relationships have contributed to my attachment styles. Yes. And I think, gosh, just being able to get to that place where you can acknowledge that. And when we realize the root and we start to have the acceptance of that, that's when we can heal and when we can move towards secure attachment. And I I know you personally, obviously, and I know that you've done so much work and that I think what's so interesting, you know, I've talked about this is that there's those times where you think 
you fully move through something and then nope, it comes up again. And maybe it just comes up in a different way that you didn't expect. I don't know if you can speak to that at all, but kind of just understanding that the journey's never done. A hundred percent. So we keep getting the lesson or the experience in different ways coming from different places. And we think, oh, I'm healed. I'm good. I never have to think about this or deal with this pain ever again. It's just not the case, like you said. So one thing I would say that's kept coming up for me. So since I was, I was sexually abused when I was seven years old, multiple times by someone who I should have been able to trust. And I think in part, of course, that's not the only contributing thing that happened, but that definitely instilled in me this belief that I'm here to please men physically and that my worth is in my body and that's all I'm good for. And so in all of my relationships, looking back, they started from some form of wanting to be validated through this guy ex-guy, whatever in the past. And so one of the breakdowns in my relationship with my last fiance, I hate, it's funny saying one of my fiancés sounds dramatic, but um, one of the breakdowns was actually because of like a sexuality breakdown in our relationship. And one of the things that happened was, you know, what he went through personally, he decided to like that we weren't going to be as sexual and he was going to be like withholding. And that really impacted my self image because I had tied my self worth to a guy wanting me physically. Um, So he was wanting more like purity and those sorts of things. And at the time with where I was sitting, that hurt so, so much. And so there was a bunch of breakdown. We've separated. We're both healing individually and collectively, but um. Since we've separated, I have had at least six, probably, yeah, six different experiences. Like I'm not actively dating by any means, but six different men who have approached me and been basically intentionally not (laughs) wanting anything physical. And they've made it very clear. And for me, it's just, it's not a coincidence. I think it's the lesson over and over again is you are worth more than your body and you cannot create a relationship that's just based on physical intimacy. I mean, yes, that's obviously a cherry on top. It's so, so important, but I'd say that would be the thing (laughs) that you asked about, like the thing that you keep learning and that keeps coming up for you. I so appreciate you sharing this. And I think a lot of people listening can resonate. And I think particularly women, however, that that belief gets, gets learned. It's, it is common for us. Um, and I know myself in one of my very first serious relationships, my partner did not believe in saying, I love you. Um, just did not believe in saying that, like, didn't think that it was, in, in reality, I don't even know his reasons, but he was physical and we, we would have sex every time we saw each other, but he wouldn't say, I love you. So I know my template was okay. There had like physical connection means that there's love. 
And then in subsequent relationships, if that wasn't there, just like you talked about, like I would question my own worthiness and question the relationship and it would create so much anxious attachment for me and in, in insecurity essentially. So to go back to what you said, being able to create a healthy relationship with the foundation of secure attachment, emotional safety, connection, and then realizing that physical connection can deepen that existing connection. Um, and that it's, it's simply, it doesn't determine our worth to be able to, to separate our own worthiness from, from a partner's desire for us in a physical way. Right. Like, yeah, that's such an important lesson. And I know the universe is sending it to you over and over and over. Um, how are you feel like, how are you feeling right now in this season of being single? What's, what is helping you embrace it and get through it and actually hopefully enjoy it at times, right? Like we want to be able to enjoy that season. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I would say what's getting me through it is different now than what was getting me through it right when we separated. When we first separated, I was still not quite willing to look like at myself (laughs) and do the work. I was just trying to run away from my problem, just being honest. Um, So at the time I was like, well, I should, I've never been single. (laughs) I should do the thing that single people do and like meet people and do the things. (laughs) But what is getting me through it now is completely different because I'm actually not seeking out anything physical. I'm not seeking out dating. I'm actually pursuing myself and my higher power and my purpose and just focusing on that. So I would say I have more peace over all of it than ever before. I'm not looking for a man to complete my picture. I'm not looking for the one. And it's funny because right when we separated, I made this giant list and I'm sure other people listening have done this before, or it's like what you're going to manifest, right? It's how we do it. But (laughs) I had this giant list that had all the things of the qualities I wanted in the one. And I just reflected on it. I think it was literally this week. And I've actually shifted in my approach for the one. It's not so much about I'm looking for the one in a partner. I'm looking to be the one myself. So that has brought me a lot of peace of how can I be the one that fulfills my experience and my being and my experience of life on a day-to-day basis instead of looking outside of myself. So powerful that shift. And, you know, I'll always say a relationship cannot give you anything that you can't give yourself. And when we realize that, just how powerful it is, and to say, well, hey, I want to create the life that I want. And also saying, what does it look like for me to be an incredible partner? Because I think, yeah, so, so often we have that list of all the things we want and we're so focused on, ooh, who do they have to be? We forget to ask ourselves, what does it look like for me to be the best partner that I can be? Um, And when we learn to show up that way, dating just becomes so easy, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Instead of looking for what qualities he should have, how he should treat you. It's also, like you said, taking responsibility to be the best partner, the best communicator, the best lover, 
that you can be or else, you know, it's like you're not going to attract someone who is on that same wavelength, that same frequency, unless you are that yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are that way yourself and you are embodying that, then when you do come across people who don't match up with that, you recognize it so much more quickly. Yeah. Oh, it's so much easier to quickly say no, (laughs) like reject, not like a mean rejection, but just I reject continuing and developing this relationship because it's not according to my standards. It's not aligned. Yeah. It doesn't match up with what I know to be true about what I need and um, the kind of relationship that I want to create. Yeah. And I think that's what people have to keep in mind with dating. When, When you get back into dating or you're more open, it's like you have to be able to say, this needs to be something that I can do for a long period of time. It needs to be enjoyable, sustainable, not this like, oh my gosh, I'm getting back on the dating scene and F the dating apps and this is so annoying and blah, 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 right? Like, no, when when you're just showing up as your authentic self and you're clear about what you want and you are an incredible partner, it's enjoyable and you can do it for the long run. And I think that's what it takes to really bring in that person that you truly desire. Yes, I could not agree more. I think authenticity is definitely at the root of strong, healthy relationships and having more awareness around our own habits and attachment styles for sure. Yes. Speaking of attachment styles, I loved when you and I were talking, you mentioned that you feel like you have anxious attachment. And then also when you're at kind of your most unhealthy, that it's fearful avoidant. And I loved that awareness because I think people don't realize that it is on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be true, that in the most unhealthy relationships, I would show up as fearful avoidant. And then in maybe the not, you know, like the okay relationships would be anxious. Um, But I love that awareness that you shared with me that you're like, yeah, well, it's this way, this way, you know, so um, how, how did you learn that about yourself? That's a great question. And I think part of it came from safety within myself. So I could say, I didn't feel safe to fully be myself and share my truth with a partner, but in reality, it was me not fully having the courage to be my most authentic self and to bring my truth forward and be myself because I thought I would be rejected. I thought I would be criticized. I've been heavily criticized in the past before. So I think what the difference was, was being aware of um, not, um, can we, (laughs) you're okay. You're good. Okay. I know. I know these things. It's like sometimes when we're going deeper and we're really thinking about it, it's like, whoa, what is that word? So you're, you're all good. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that made me realize that it was different was just when I didn't feel safe, I would also avoid. So it wasn't just fearful avoiding. I would like run away and then also resent the person for not giving me that intimacy when really 
you know, it's my own running away that caused the issue and not being myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's so there's so many factors that line up to create our ways of being in relationships. Understanding your attachment style and your common attachment strategies is simply a framework and a tool to really help you make sense of it all. Um, And I always hope that people know that, I mean, every single person has a unique attachment style and unique attachment strategies and ways of being in, in relationships. And by learning your attachment style, it's great to know that because it helps you. But I never want people to like label themselves and say, well, I am avoidant and that's how it is. Right. So anyways, I love your awareness of like, yeah, it, it shifts. And obviously the goal is to spend as much time as possible in a securely sure. attached place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. It's been (laughs) a work in progress and it always will be, but I love your ability to explain and help people understand attachment theory and how to use it in an empowering way. Not just to say, you know, this is my attachment style, but this is my tendency in this framework so that I can understand myself better and use that as leverage to grow to change and to start to show up differently and have and develop secure attachment because there's nothing more important in our lives than relationships, both in like business, our work, our romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I love the work that you do. And I think the same goes with any form of, you know, personality quizzes or, you know, the Colby index or Enneagram it's like, yes, those are our tendencies and our natural way of showing up in the world, but it's a brilliant <laughs> framework when we understand them that we can just use that to grow and to change and to become better versions of ourselves. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm curious, I want to ask you, so what are some of the ways that you know that you're showing up as securely attached? when it's happening? Like what, what stands out to you? Ooh, that's a great question. I think being willing to sit in uncomfortable conversations and to share openly and honestly without running away or altering what I'm saying would be a great indication (laughs) that I'm showing up in a secure way. And not sitting in anxiety, (laughs) wondering, questioning, having a thought cycle of worry and doubt show up for me and actually being willing to process and sit with and release emotions. I feel like that is also a good indication of like being healthy and secure in that way. I love that answer so much. And I think especially that first part of being willing to sit in those uncomfortable conversations where, you know, it's something that you in the past might have held in because you were afraid how it would impact the relationship. But then as you're moving to secure attachment, you say, well, guess what? My needs matter. My experience is important to share. 
And I trust that if this is the right relationship for me, we will work through whatever comes up. So I am going to speak my truth, right? Like, I I think that's a very important piece of being securely attached. Right. And I think having self-awareness is so important in that aspect as well, because a lot of people will think they're sharing their truth, but they're so used to and so conditioned to alter their reality in order to not lose love or what they think they will lose love. So being more clear on who am I and what are my actual beliefs and my values and what, how do I actually perceive the world? And am I willing to put that forward? But some people at certain seasons in their life, they might be more disconnected from what that is. And they might just go along with what their partner thinks and they kind of lose themselves in that. Yes. So true that we can think that we're sharing our truth, but unconsciously we, we might be losing parts of ourselves or even devaluing ourselves and not, not showing up fully. Um, I love that insight. The other thing I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of going, I guess, a little bit different direction, but obviously you work with entrepreneurs and in the business world and people who are really connecting to their purpose in life and how they serve others. Um, I'm curious how you think relationship, like romantic relationship functioning and well-being, how that can impact career and, and work and business, like how those two are connected and how they can impact one another. Yes. So I would say that they are so interconnected that it blows my mind that lots of people aren't actively working on that as they work on their business. People will separate, you know, business strategy, relationship building when it comes to, you know, acquiring clients or nurturing relationships and how they take on their clients and help them in that way. But then they won't actually focus on the rest, the other areas of their lives. So I would say it's very common that people I work with, they have some form of attachment, not issues, but you know, (laughs) certain attachment styles in their intimate relationships that actually show up in a, a very similar way in their businesses. If someone is anxious and attached to their partner, they're probably also that way in business. So I think how we do anything is how we do everything. So it's important to get to the root of all areas because it's going to translate directly to business as well. I love that answer and I couldn't agree more. And I know when I coach women and they go through the program, they think it's just about romantic relationships, but then they do end up seeing changes in their careers and they're, you know, asking, yeah. asking for what they want at work and getting raises. And some one woman I coach is just like becoming the CEO now of a, of a company. And it's like, wow. Okay. So all that work that we do for our relationships, it totally shows up everywhere else in our lives too. 100%. I love that. Yeah. The work that you do is so deeply transformative that it helps people in different areas of their lives that they wouldn't even expect. And it's a similar thing that happens when they come to me to help them build more impactful and freeing businesses that they also are like, some of my clients have 
gotten engaged. Some of them have left abusive relationships. Some of them have completely shifted their outlook. Some of them have changed their relationships and their families and been able to have difficult conversations (laughs) with their families. So it's really so all encompassing the work that you do, the work that I do. It's growth and it overlaps into other areas. It's just so empowering and so fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we change our way of being and really step into that most authentic healed version of ourselves that believes that we're enough and we have high self-worth, of course, it's going to impact every single area of your life. Yeah, absolutely. There's no other way it could go. So I know we've talked about a lot of things. And actually, the next thing I wanted to ask you about is really just coming to me right now as we're having this conversation. And I think one of the pieces of your experience that's so valuable that people could really benefit from hearing about would be being on this path where you're engaged to someone and they're a great person. And from the outside, everyone's like, look at this hot couple. They're amazing. They're perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and there's totally all <laughs> <looked> that way. <laughs> you did. I mean, I know y'all like, hello. Um, and like being able to have that courage that, that you still had though, to, to, to know that it wasn't right, at least at that time. And, and to be able to step away, I'm sure there's people listening who maybe are in that place, they're engaged or they're five years into a relationship and they feel like they don't have a choice. Um, So I just would love to have you speak to that of how, like, how do you navigate that self-trust and maybe walking away from something that other people would say, like, you know, that they wouldn't understand if other people wouldn't get it. How how do you have that self-trust to do that? That is a, greatest question ever. I think what it was, it really was a beautiful relationship. And from the outside looking in, we were like power couple. We were both businessy entrepreneurs. We were traveling the world together. And to me, one of the biggest things that I noticed come up was that I wanted to know, could I experience the world and business in the exact same way without a man. For me, it was almost like a growth. I felt like my growth was being halted because if I'm being honest, like I had, I literally had no reason to work. And so I, (laughs) I really wanted to, like, for me, my business is all about passion and impact. Like I love what I do, but also when you financially have no reason to do it, it can create a disconnection and For me, I really wanted to prove to myself that I can do it for me, if that makes sense. And so like where it comes down to self-trust, it's almost like I didn't trust myself that I would be fulfilled and satisfied with my experience of life if I didn't have this experience of being alone. Because for me, if we're going to go on frameworks, I'm an Enneagram 7 and I love experience. I love it. And for me, I was like, well, I could get married right now and everything would be perfect. You know, obviously it wouldn't, but you know, things would have, we would have things to work through for sure. Um, But I didn't think that I would be 
satisfied with my life if I didn't have this also because yeah I think just like being in a relationship where it all seems so good and we worked pretty well together I wanted to know that I didn't need to be in a relationship to make Mm -hmm. it work and to be happy thank you for sharing that um I'm an eight wing seven that must be why we get along so well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get yeah. the seven. Um, you know, I love what you shared. And I, I think like just hearing you talk about it, um, it's like you had to be able to step away from that relationship framework where there was an element of codependency for you, right? And I don't know, does that does that feel accurate? 100%. We were both very codependent. Like we, when we first got together, we both had different uh, vehicles of numbing or distracting or whatever to, you know, feel better. We got really into personal development. We stopped with like partying or substances or whatever, but then I feel like we started to put each other as like the God in our lives. Even if we had our own individual spirituality practices, um, we weren't, we definitely weren't, um, interdependence. We were definitely codependent. Yeah. And there was something in your gut, in your internal guidance system that let you know that, hey, I I do have to walk away from this regardless of what other people think or what it seems like that I have to do it for me to prove this to myself that I don't need to be dependent on someone else and I can find fulfillment and and meaning on, on my own. Right. So, yeah. Such an inspiring, I mean, I've sort of watched you go through some of this. And um, to me, I think it's just been really inspiring how willing you are to talk about it and be open and your awareness. Um, And I know people listening will really appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And all I want to do is help people. (laughs) And sometimes you just have to put it out there and be transparent and be real. So. Yeah, I'm grateful that I can be able to share and I appreciate being here and being able to talk about this with you. It's always such great conversations with you. Yes, yes. Well, as you are continuing on this path of your healing and obviously putting, being open, I would say, to a relationship in the future, is there anything that stands out to you as a non-negotiable for a partner in the future, maybe something that you would have never thought about before. And now it's really clear to you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's almost entertaining to me. The one, like the the one thing that it is because it's so obvious and it's actually like the root of my core belief and value that I've always had. I just didn't even have enough of an awareness around it, even though it existed. So for me, that one thing would be that he pursues his relationship with his higher power before me. Like that has to be number one in his life. Um, So yeah, he has to want to honor his higher power, God in everything that he does. I love that you said that. I think that's, that's so beautiful to have that awareness and know it because geez, that will really help 
a lot. Like that'll really <laughs> help you like narrow it down like really well. I know, right? I was talking about this giant list that I used to have. And like, well, I was like, well, I'm the one instead of this giant list being the one. I actually wrote down like 10 qualities instead of a thousand and all the physical stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I love that answer. It's so funny. I was, I, I like to write a lot, as you know, and I have a book coming mm-hmm. out, but I was doing this little free writing thing about secure attachment. And it was like a relationship without pedestals is what yes. came to me. Ooh, that's so good. I'm so excited for your book to come out by the way, but <laughs> yeah, a relationship without pedestals. And I think that how someone operates in not just intimate relationships, but if someone is the kind of person to put, you know, a mentor on a pedestal or a teacher on a pedestal or whoever, an actor, a famous person, a musician, if they're going to be that kind of person to put anyone on a pedestal, I think they're going to do that in your intimate relationship as well, because people are people. And if you think that other people have something that you don't have, that's disconnected from you, instead of just realizing that we are all, you know, human beings or whatever you want to call it, whether you're religious or spiritual children of God or physical, spiritual beings and bodies, like we're all the same and there's nothing different about other people that you don't have within you. It's all energy. (laughs) It's all, it's just all, right. We're we're all inherently worthy that, you know, no, nobody has to go and prove that they're better than or you know good enough you are you are enough as you are you are made the way you are for a reason and yeah yeah Yeah, and that's more than enough no pedestals yes yeah I love that you said that that's so good thank you yeah well I'm so excited for you that you have been on this journey that you've been doing this work that you have some new clarity I love that you're in Nashville I'm jealous like I miss Nashville so much come and visit again (laughs) I will I really will um yeah, this has been such a good conversation, Sophia. Thank you so much. I I would just ask you if you could share with someone who is in that place of going through a recent breakup and maybe they're in a bit of a spiral and they're really struggling. Um, like what would you what would you tell that person? I would say first and foremost to reach out for help. You don't need to do it alone. There's specific people out there like yourself who can absolutely be someone who is going to help them get through that and do it in a healthy way where they're not suffering as much. They're not feeling like all alone and lost and in pain alone. I think getting help is always number one, whether it's relationships or business. Yeah. It's getting over the stubbornness of doing it alone. So powerful. I wish I would have taken that advice. It was so the irony of me getting my doctorate in clinical psych and being resistant to therapy. Can you imagine? Like <laughs> it took me years to actually reach out for help. Um, I think that's that's such such wisdom. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the reason that it- I've always felt that was important was just growing up in a chaotic family with like drug addiction and all these things. For me, it was 
a necessity. And I never really viewed it. Some people think they're like skeptical about therapy. I think it's so important. I always have. And I think therapy programs, coaching, mentoring, all of the things like (laughs) we may as well utilize it so we can optimize our lives and heal. Yeah. I love that you say that. And I think this mindset shift of realizing, hey, you are your greatest asset. Like we will spend so much money on, gosh, on like trips or um, going to the bar every weekend or even on, you know, driving that car that we think we're supposed to have. But what about yourself? You are your greatest tool. How are you supporting yourself and your own growth? Couldn't have said it better. Investing in yourself, not just going to the spa, not just getting Botox. Eyelashes. Yeah. (laughs) Not just the external. Yeah. (laughs) Not just the superficial world, but having more depth of how you invest in yourself is the thing that changes everything in the best way. Absolutely. We could do a whole other podcast on how we oftentimes will confuse our physical selves as that that's what we should focus on to get whatever we want, like a relationship and how Mm. it's really not, it's really (laughs) not the way. Right. So yeah, we can do another podcast episode on that. And I'm sure we could both write a book about that. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I want to make sure that people can connect with you. Tell people the best way. And and if you have anything going on right now, anything you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to connect with me is probably Instagram. Um, The Sophia Rising, the word rising, like the rising of humanity. And it is my last name, but my last name has an ER on the end. But, you know, we keep it, keep it concise. So I have a bunch of free trainings. I have free workshops and I also have programs and coaching and all the things um, in order to help people create more freeing and fulfilling businesses and lives. So yeah, I'm just a DM away. So reach out to me. Yeah. Shoot Sophia a DM. And also side note, if you feel like Sophia and I should team up and do some kind of business coaching. Let us know. It's something we've definitely thought about. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. You could DM me at Dr. Morgan Coaching or Sophia. We'd be interested if there's any of you out there who have the entrepreneur dreams and you're looking for some high level mentorship, if that's something you'd be interested in. Yes, absolutely. There's so many exciting things coming. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, Sophia, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate having you on. Yes, thank you. It's been an honor. I appreciate you and I appreciate being here. So thank you. You're welcome. And of course, everyone, we are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes 
to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.